This episode is sponsored by Live Oak Bank. Live Oak's dedicated hardware store financing team has the experience to confidently guide you through the lending process and can provide a financing plan to help your business thrive. Whether you're looking to refinance or fund an acquisition, a real estate purchase, a partner buyout, or an expansion, Live Oak can support your goals. They know the work that you put in day in and day out to be a successful independent retail hardware store owner. With Live Oak's dedication to speed, efficiency, customer service, and in-depth knowledge of the retail hardware industry, they'll take you where you need to go. For more information, visit liveoakbank.com slash hardware dash store, or call Brian Meisenheimer at 571-217-3022. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Taking Care of Business podcast. I am Senior Editor for NHPA, Lindsay Thompson, and I'm really excited to have Luke Vander Linden on the show today. Uh, Luke is Vice President of Membership for the Retail and Hospitality ISAC, which is a cybersecurity sharing and collaboration community for the consumer-facing business sector. Uh, Luke is responsible for member growth and engagement and is part of the leadership team overall organizational strategy. The RH ISAC is a dynamic community having grown by more than 50% over the past two years. It partners with key trade associations such as NHPA to strengthen the collective efforts to improve cybersecurity in shared sectors. Prior to joining RH ISAC, Luke held similar positions at the Society for Corporate Governance and the Academy of Management. He currently lives in Connecticut with his wife and two sons. Well, Luke, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on and hear um, a little bit about your uh, career and that you will, will be one of our keynote speakers at our upcoming um, Independence Conference in August. So, Yes, uh, Lindsay. Well, very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So just tell me a little bit about yourself and your career journey. What are some <laughs> of the organizations that you've worked for that have had a big impact on your career? Yeah, we've said it all for the past, um, I don't know, eight or nine years. I've been in the association world. Um, I've been here at the RH ISAC for just a, just over two years. I actually just uh, celebrated my two-year anniversary. Um, I did not initially come from the cybersecurity world. I come from the association world, so organizations like NHPA. Um, associations are very, very important, obviously, because they're important to professions, important to industries to uh, encourage collaboration and and. Uh, of the professions that they serve. So uh, I think it's a great profession to be in. Prior to that, I was in nonprofit fundraising, uh, which uses a lot of the same skill sets just for a, for a different purpose. And before that, I worked in television. So uh, okay. it's been, you know, it's, people's roads aren't uh, linear. Sometimes they bounce all over the place. So uh, it's it's kind of been a fun ride so far. Yeah, that's awesome. So what uh, what did you do in television? <laughs> I worked in, um, in public broadcasting. Uh, and uh, so that's kind of how I got into nonprofit fundraising because uh, PBS stations are nonprofits. And so uh, very quickly uh, from the kind of program information area, I got into uh, fundraising. And I actually started um, the station I worked for in New York, their online fundraising program, uh, which uh, was somewhat technical, but mo- mostly strategic. Uh, and it was um, one of the first in the industry, I'm proud to say. So I made a lot of contacts around the public broadcasting system yeah. uh, at that time. So. That's awesome. So how have your different career moves kind of built on each other to, to get you where you, where you are now? 
uh, it's a lot of working with people. You know, when you um, when you're trying to get someone to fund uh, to fund your organization and to make a donation, whether it's twenty five bucks or twenty five thousand dollars, you have to convince them of the value uh, of the organization and and what they how they might benefit from that contribution. Uh, and then moving um, through to the association world, it's a lot of working with members. Um, you know, we're we're living the work of an organization each and every day, but really listening to members, it's their organization. They're the ones paying dues uh, to benefit from it. Uh, it's a little bit more transactional, obviously, than nonprofit fundraising is, but, um, you know, we exist to serve our members. And so having that relationship with members at the leadership level, but also new members, I love talking with new members, uh, I'm involved with all the onboarding uh, process, uh, and just hearing what they want out of uh, the organization and how it can better their department and better what they do for a living is, is great. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's dig in a little bit more about uh, retail and hospitality, ISAC. Sure. So tell us a little bit more about, dig a little bit deeper into what they do and how they help retailers. Yeah, it's it's really a fascinating organization. Obviously, it's not a household name. I hadn't heard of it before I applied for the for the job. Um, and we wouldn't necessarily want it to be a household name. Uh, but I can give you a little bit of background. Um, like NHPA, we're a nonprofit membership organization. Uh, fairly young, only founded in 2014 as the result of a couple of large cybersecurity breaches in the retail sector, you may recall from back then. Um, and that breach, those breaches made the need for collaboration within the uh, retail industry kind of apparent. So I'm talking like the need for a secure environment for cybersecurity professionals to collaborate, to share threat intelligence, to coordinate and uh, to share uh, best practices and strategies and things like that. So uh, we started off with 30 members in, uh, and we've grown to 230 since then. Mm -hmm. uh, and that represents about 3,000 cybersecurity professionals at those member companies. Um, and really what uh, uh, what the organization boils down to is thousands of those thousands of individuals collaborating, uh, which results in the entire sector, not only their companies, but the entire sector being better prepared and better protected uh, mm -hmm. from cyber criminals. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So I'm assuming that <clears throat> even since 2014, you guys have evolved um, a yeah. lot, you know, to go with cybersecurity because I, I assume that's just changing constantly, the ins and outs of... <laughs> Constantly changing. I mean, it, you can say this probably about any time in our history that the cybersecurity industry is going through a period of rapid transformation. Mm -hmm. And I think COVID really put the pedal to the metal on a lot of those things. So particularly if you look at, uh, at really, in really any retailer, any consumer facing company, uh, because our members are retailers, restaurants, hotels, really any, any company that holds consumer data. Um, but if you look at any retailers from big to small, um, during COVID, they all became e-commerce companies, right? So they may have had just a, just a couple of stores, brick and mortar. Uh, they may have held on to uh, their customers' data. They certainly transacted through their customers' data. They probably had things in their stores connected to the internet. So there was always some kind of risk. But when all those companies became cybersecurity companies, they had to come up with ways to transact online, uh, to facilitate either delivery or obviously, you know, some kind of contactless curbside pickup. Uh, they had to hold on to that, that order data. Um, they probably wanted to for marketing purposes or to make it easier for, for a reorder. Uh, so that expanded what we call the attack surface. Uh, a lot of those services that were added were added by third parties, not by the companies and the retailers themselves. And so that added a ton, a tremendous amount of risk. So just that step toward a lot of these companies becoming e-commerce companies, uh, incre greatly increased and, um, and is responsible for a huge growth and a change in the industry. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we talked about how the pandemic really changed um, a lot of things for retailers when it came to cybersecurity. What are some of the other cybersecurity trends and current issues that you're seeing that retailers need to be aware of? Yeah, that's not always a very sexy answer. I think yeah, people have a preconceived notion of you know these these highly sophisticated hackers, and they are increasingly getting highly sophisticated. But there's a lot of really basic things that a lot of retailers, uh, particularly smaller retailers, can do um, to protect themselves. And that's things like uh, you know don't use the same password everywhere. Uh, make sure all your systems are updated whenever you see that that update message, whether it's your own personal phone or any of the professional systems you use. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't use don't keep the same passwords that are uh, set uh, for the um, Internet of Things, we call that like your security cameras or, or other devices you might have in a store, just because all those standard things, um, you know, are known known to hackers and, and, and things like that. So really, really um, be, be aware of the basics. We can I, we can share some of those things. There's some great organizations that have terrific handbooks out there, but know mm-hmm. the basics and really harden your defenses with the basic, basic, basic best practices. Yeah, Awesome. So, Luke, you're going to be one of our keynote speakers at our upcoming um, 2023 uh, NHPA Independence Conference. So that's coming up in August in Dallas. Um, Can you kind of give us a sneak peek of what you're going to be uh, talking about there? Yeah, we're going to um, we're going to talk about some of the trends that we're seeing both um, in smaller and larger organizations. Um, and obviously, we'll we'll know uh, more about those trends as the, the date appears. So I'm not going to uh, disclose any of those now because things may be different up then. Uh, by then, um, I, from what I understand, we also have a couple of uh, actual stories from from retailers uh, that are members of your organization that have been through a, a breach and an incident themselves. Uh, yep. A lot of companies um, don't like to talk about these things um, mm-hmm. even years later. Uh, so it's great to have that opportunity to uh, get uh, someone's. Um, perspective who's been through it. Uh, and then we'll talk about uh, some of the tips uh, that I just alluded to now, but I'll, I'll go on a deep dive into into some of the things that your members and attendees of the conference uh, can do to protect themselves and to be on the lookout for. Awesome. Awesome. So um, in the meantime, what can um, how can retailers use uh, the resources <laughs> that RHISEC offers and, you know, what can they do, um, you know, in the meantime, before the conference? And hopefully yeah. they'll all be attending. But right, <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely, definitely stay on top of uh, on um, of anything that you read in, in the press. But um, feel free to go to our website. We have a great uh, blog which has a lot of resources uh, on it. Obviously, we have our own podcast as well, um, and our website is rhisac.org. Uh, and like you said before, we love to partner with trade associations. We just mm-hmm. um, we were partnered with lots of trade associations from the National Retail Federation and the National Restaurant Association, uh, and now with the North American uh, Hardware and Pain Association. Um, whenever um, one of your members has a question about anything, feel free to send them my way. Uh, mm-hmm. We are the ISAC for the sector, not just for our members, because mm-hmm. everything we do can help make the sector stronger, which makes our members uh, and non-members stronger as well. So if there's ever a question about anything, feel free to reach out to us and ask. Great. Well, Luke, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. And we're really uh, looking forward to seeing you in August and hearing more about cybersecurity and and ways that retailers can protect themselves. So thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Lindsay. And I'm looking forward to it. Great. Thank you. Registration for the 2023 NHPA Independence Conference is open. 
Join hundreds of retailers from across the industry on August 2nd and 3rd in Dallas, where you'll experience two energetic days of presentations, exhibits, and networking opportunities. This year, the focus is on technology, so you'll hear from former Google and Amazon executives, cybersecurity experts, and retailers who've been exploring technology innovations of their own. There's so much exciting things going on at the conference that we can't fit it all in this promo. So head over to yournhpa.org conference to check it all out and sign up before April 1st for a huge discount. See you in Dallas in August. When you grow a garden with Schultz products, you reap a bountiful crop of benefits for your customer and your business. The signature dropper applicator allows you to feed every time you water. Just seven drops per quart of water delivers vital micronutrients every time you feed. Schultz liquid plant food is available through hardware co-ops and lawn and garden distributors nationwide. For more information, go to knoxvert.com Schultz.